Hello everyone, welcome to the Live Booleans podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things game development. My name's Costa and I'm joined, as always, by my fellow co-host, Alex Ferribetter. How's it going? In this corner, I'm, I'm good, my fellow co-host, Costa. How In are you? In the blue corner. In oh, the I'm blue really corner. Good. Thank you for giving me the blue corner. You want the blue corner or you want the red corner? Ah, blue. I don't need to be amped up any more than I already am. Red, red just gets me going, you know. Uh, so this week, we are talking about avoiding burnout and managing our time. So how do we manage time as game developers? What tools and methods can we use to manage tasks as an indie dev or in a team? And what are some techniques we can use to avoid burning out? So we're talking about what our thoughts are what we're, and what we're thinking about on the, this week's podcast. Alex, what do you yeah. know about burnout and managing time? I am familiar with uh, the concept of burnout. Um, <laughs> it's something many people warned me about and told me would happen. Um, of course, they were all wrong. It would never happen to me. Uh, I'm, I'm cut from some other kind of cloth. <laughs> I'm a superhero. I am... Man, hear me roar. Um, no, I burnt out, definitely. Um, As we all do. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, something we'll probably get into. You're, you're way more prepared for this than, than I am, but I've definitely had um, burnout and things like that. And I think uh, for me, what causes a lot of burnout, before we get into a top level, what causes burnout for me is if... I don't, if, if like a project I'm working on didn't end the way I wanted it to or um, what I was going for, I didn't believe in anymore. Um, that's probably the best way to put it. It, it wasn't so much like um, running out of energy or overloading or anything like that, which I know is a common cause for it. But I think that's a, another important thing, which hopefully we'll get into is how it would be different for every person and yeah. what their threshold is. Yeah. Well, but for me, it, it was, it's been, yeah, losing sight of what I wanted. Um, yeah. Well, that's interesting because I will be getting into some, uh, I've been looking at a bunch of different articles and some, some research on the different uh, reasons for burnout. So what is burnout to you, Costa, before you get tainted with the external fats. knowledge to you? Yeah. <laughs> the fats and oils. Um, Oh, you uh, said facts. I've said fats. I don't know it why. It could be both. It could be fats and yeah. oils. For me, for me burnout is, yeah, I mean, it's a bunch of things. It's, it's being uh, exhausted, both physically, mentally, um, but also it could be burnout by being in the same kind of environment for too long. So I think mm. there's a lot of nuance to, to burnout. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll dive into it and we can, we can talk about it. We can discuss as we go along. So mm. the first one is an article I found from uh, Lifehack. Lifehacker? Lifehack. Lifehacker. You're telling um, the story, Costa. I can't help you. I think it's from Lifehacker. Um, but it goes on. So, you know, you'd think that avoiding burnout would simply be a matter of not crossing a threshold of fatigue. So you think it's just as simple as, you know, in, in most cases, people think burnout's like, oh, cool, I'm tired. Um, I should just not get tired. I should stop when I start to feel tired. But it's not that simple. Burnout 
is often, you know, work related um, because we are increasingly expected to not only be highly creative, but also highly productive, like creativity machines. And in, in being in such a field such as game development, we are always problem solving. We're always being creative. We're always having to think on our feet and uh, solve problems, uh, solve many problems and, and a lot of them creative as well. Um, Robert Fritz, who's author of uh, the bestseller book called The Path of Least Resistance, writes that when we are creating, there are two parts to the process. So one is stretch. And this occurs when we work and expand ourselves in the work. And the second is consolidation, which occurs when we take a step back afterward, rest and assimilate the results of the work. So both parts of the process are necessary and support each other. So our fast-paced you know, economic system uh, keeps many of us stuck in the stretch phase of creating. Um, and if you are stretching and not consolidating, you are headed for burnout. So it's kind of this thing of working really hard and then taking a step back and kind of resting. Um, so if we're not doing the two of those, if, you know, if we're not consolidating after we continuously stretch and, you know, in the game development industry, we, we can also call this crunch, which is what we hear, um, kind of going and doing everything you can in the time and trying to ship as much as possible, uh, then we're going to burn out. So what is burnout? Um, it's not just an emotional problem, but the Merriam-Webster dictionary defines burnout as exhaustion of physical or emotional strength or motivation usually as a result of prolonged stress or frustration. And again, burnout usually occurs for one of two reasons, a lack of rest or rejuvenation, so we're overworking, or even a lack of motivation or reward as well. Um, Burnout can also occur when the work we are doing doesn't suit our skills or interests. if number two, we know we are not interested in a particular job or task and force ourselves to do it too often. Uh, three, our work environment is fear-based and highly political. Four, we have too many emergencies, both at work and at home. Or five, you know, we are sick or a, or a family member is sick. So really, it's when you're stretching your yourself uh, thin or the places where you spend your time isn't... Uh, enjoyable or isn't suitable for your interests or your skills there's a lot to it um have you experienced this alex you talked about uh exhaustion and 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 burnout before have you i've I've definitely felt a lot of this like and i can definitely attest to, to all of these different reasons for burnout occurring even uh not enjoying the work you know i feel like when i'm in an environment where uh, I don't enjoy the work or it's not really interesting to me. And you're having to do that constantly and endlessly. Even if I'm working for a small amount of hours, it just burns me out. It just completely stops me in my tracks and I don't want to work on it anymore. Do you, do you get that? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, for ages, I thought it was a, a character flaw with me um, that I'm really... Uh, like emotional or like really arty, like really all over the place, like pretty erratic, you know, things like that. 
with um, my interests and things like that. And I think it's, you know, a big part of growing up is realizing like where your skills are, you know, like if, if life is an RPG and you're, you're not the character creator, you're the character itself, the points kind of got bestowed upon you. There are things that are going to come easier to you and then harder in other areas. But for other people, the things that are easy to you are hard to them, right? Mm. So I have no problem expressing myself um, either through, you know, art or game art or talking to people or something like that. Um, but I find what that does is it it gives me, it makes me prone to an emotional burnout. Mm. Um, so I'm an energizer bunny, right? I, you know, I, I, I combined two TAFE to, to semesters into one just so I could finish and I didn't sleep for three days and started hallucinating, all these kind of things. And um, that's where I thrive. I love, I, I love, I don't know. It's not, it's not something I would suggest, but for me, it works. I don't see that as the burnout. Whereas mm. emotionally, um, it won't take a lot to burn me out um, under the, the, the wrong um, parameters. So, you know, if there's people around, if I'm in a team, I'm already off to a good start. Like I won't burn out very much around other people. Mm-hmm. Um, Why is that? Why do you think that is? Do you think that comes down to kind of the environment? But also being in a team and let's say, because in this instance, we, we spoke about environment, the work environment, say, being fear-based or political or, you know, maybe not in those contexts, but maybe it's just a bad environment. Um, mm. Do you think like you mentioned team, maybe the team for you is a better environment than being on your own, but do you still think that team plays as well like a part in terms of if it's a bad environment? Or bad team? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like when, um, you know, in, in moments or times and stuff where I've been in charge of other people or had a say over like hiring or something like that, um, I would always want to work with someone who didn't necessarily have all the skills mm. um, but were amazing to work with. So I used to mm. see it as like university-style grading or any kind of grading where you need 50% to pass and like having all the skills to do a job gives you, is like only 50% of the, no, 40% of the criteria. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's right. Cause it was TAFE grading or something. Cause where it was like 60% to pass. All right. You need like 60% to pass and only 50% equates for how skilled you are. So if we're, if you're in a programmer position, like you're a game developer and you need a C++ developer and not knowing who developed C++, just say, they applied for the job and they know it inside and out because they wrote the language and they are the most, again, not, not missing slander. I don't know the person, but to say they're the most horrible person to be in a room with, um, you're not worth anything in that, in that environment because to me at least, because, um, why would I want to go to work? Why would I fear going to work? Why would I dread going to work? Just because the work you produce is amazing. My mm. so my priorities lie within people. I would and uh, so there's three factors I would say in like hiring. It's um, how how skilled you are, your willingness to learn, and your how well you get along with people. And I put uh, willingness to learn and how well you get along with people like right up the top more than the skill mm. because. If you're not the best at it, but you're willing to learn, then mm. 
that's fine. But then you, you're good to get along with. And, you know, if, if that's the... A, whatever you call it, like an unfair advantage or whatever to be like, oh, you just want to hire your friends, something like that. Maybe I do. Maybe, maybe that's just what mm-hmm. it is. Not my friends, but maybe hire people I want to be friends with. It it shouldn't be enough to be able to just lock yourself in a room and learn the skill inside and out and mm-hmm. um, expect that people are going to want to get along with you. So you're so, talking about sorry, the, that was a, the... Yeah, no, so, so you're talking about the, the, the traits that you look for in a team that will help you have a better environment which in turn will cause you not to burn out exactly yeah because and um not just for me but for for the rest of the team Mm. um because i would argue there would be less people who would want to work with someone who's amazingly skilled rather than uh, has no people skills rather than mm. they I would assume the majority of people and we're talking you're in an in-office environment they're going to want to and that's probably something we should mention as well is the difference of working online with people you never meet because your company's mm. in a different country let's say yep, yep, yep. where maybe you can hide those personal skills or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah it's a it's a it's a tough kind of balance but it's definitely that idea of um you know burnouts with the team is you need to be able to <clears throat> Pick your team. You have to be able to, and, and and just so you're not on a hiring side where a lot of people listening probably aren't, you're just going to be part of it. You can, you don't have to take the job if you don't like the feel of the the team. If you if you've um, joined the team and there's too much of a culture around it yeah. that you're not going to like. If you don't like it from the start and you're not warming mm. up to it, um, you're going to burn out. Yeah, just emotionally, as you outlined before, like it's it's not just physically you're going to burn out; mentally you'll burn out. Well, it's it's interesting because we've got two things here. We kind of have the things that you can control and the things you can't control. You know, you've got, and we'll kind of go into it later about tools and 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 maybe uh, techniques that we you know we have some uh, some comments from from listeners as well that we can go through uh, in how they've dealt and what tools and techniques they've used to actually uh, deal with burnout. Or deal with managing time, but it's you, you. You bring up an interesting point around the thing that you can control in that context uh, of being in an environment you don't want to be in is just not to be in the environment or to mm-hmm. to not be part of it. Um, and you know that's obviously in an ideal world where you can say no to something like that. Um, you can always say no, but you know there's other factors at play. Um, I'd say that burnout. Uh, regardless of physical or mental um, results from how happy um, you are, right? And the big, you know, secret mystery or whatever it is to life is <laughs> to be is to be happy, right? You know, like I, I was I was saying this to someone uh, recently, like um, to find the things that make you happy. I would love if what made me happy was to work a nine to five and go home and watch Married at First Sight. And then go to work the next day and start it all over again. Like Tell him you don't love that show. <laughs> it used to be on at the gym with no sound on. Uh, mm. I just said that so I could let everyone know that I used to at one stage of my life go to a gym. Go to the gym. <laughs> go to the gym. Um, no, but and, and that's and uh, honestly, that isn't me making um, a joke mm. or um, putting any anyone down. They found a thing that makes them happy. Now, yeah. if you're a game developer whether you're an artist or a programmer you found found the thing that makes you happy it's like uh like cynically how i put it to someone was i said mm. I, I need to wear glasses or contact lenses and doing that doesn't give me 
amazing eyesight. It doesn't make me a superhero. It just puts me on par with everyone else, right? So if we all come into this the same way, we all leave this the same way. The only thing you can do is maximize your happiness, keep this mm. machine mm. going, right? Um, and burnout is a is from a lack of happiness. So to, to, the reason why I bring all that up is to say, you know, because we're game developers, the prospect of a job might be far and few between. It's very competitive, mm. all these kind of things. You might not be like, I'll, I will shoulder the culture just so I can work in my dream job. And what I'm saying with, with all of that is the answer to all of this isn't to have this amazing job, um, tell people what you do, stuff like that. Your, your thing is to be happy. And maybe you the doing the job makes you more happier than being able to go to work every day and enjoy it. I would highly mm. doubt it, but it's an it's a thing of priorities. Figure out what your priorities are, figure out what makes you happy. And the second you're not happy, that's when you start burning out. Yeah. Well, and you know, they're all good points as well um, around happiness. And you, you're right. You talk about a lot of different things there that um, make up someone being happy, you know, uh, not being the the one that, like if you're in a bad environment and you, you're just in the job just because you can brag about it, then, you know, that, let's say like most people that probably won't make them happy. Um, I do have some cool key points here that uh, kind of breaks that down into ways to assess the burnout potential in your life. And this is again from the same uh, Lifehack article. So again, this is around uh, evaluating each aspect of your life on a scale of one to 10 with one being low in stress and burnout potential to 10 being extreme burnout potential. And these are really good points because it takes what you're talking about being kind of happy and takes it, uh, you know, into the different nuances of the different aspects of your life, because there are a lot, there's, you know, there's the family life, there's work life, there's things at work specifically and, and all this kind of stuff as well. Um, and again, you know, this isn't the be all end all. I kind of want to hear what everyone thinks about these different things, but um, I'll run through them and we can kind of talk about it as we go on. So number one is consider your physical condition. So there's a couple of sub points here. Um, number one being you are strong and have physical reserves. You may have the ability to withstand long term stressful situations. Number two, your resilience is lower. You need to be careful about how much stress you tolerate and monitor yourself for physical burnout. Three, you become fatigued easily. Four, you are sick or get sick easily. So it's kind of a scale of one end. Like one end, you're really strong. You have the ability to be, you know, withstand stressful situations. And the other end is you are sick or get sick easily. I'll kind of, there's a lot of points here. So I'll just say the extremes um, in each one. The second one is consider your work situation. Number one is are you valued? Um, and the kind of, well, actually in this in this circumstance, it's not a, it's not a ratio. So I'll run through them. Mm. Number two, are you doing work you love? Uh, three, do you have the skills you need to succeed? Four, do you work with people who are good for you? And again, this is going back to what you mentioned, Alex, around um, the people you work for and do you fit in? Five, is the organization well-managed? Six, do you have to overwork too much? Seven, are you compensated well and are your benefits good? And this is going to be different to everyone. It's not going to be the same for everyone. Um, compensation for one person might be su more suitable than another person. And, you know, someone might be more happy, uh, happier with certain compensation than other people. Uh, same with overwork. It's kind of down to the individual what people feel like is being overworked. Um, and, and again, organization being well managed. 
you know, if some people are more uh, more comfortable being in, in organizations that are kind of not super well managed, uh, you know, some people enjoy that and some people thrive in those kind of conditions. So again, these are all different to everyone. But yeah, um, the third one, consider your relationships. Uh, start with your family. Is it a warm, loving and supportive family? Or are you generally frustrated by the unhappiness in your family? Again, this is getting into the personal life. Two, do you have close supportive friends? Three, do you have a community you are a part of? Four, are you happy with your social life? And five, are your work relationships good? Uh, four, consider the time of year. Are there certain times when you are more overloaded than others and at risk of burnout? And number two, are there times when the people around you are overloaded and your responsibilities increase as a result? This one's an interesting one because I think, you know, I think about um, my partner who works in, uh, used to work in, in kind of baking and that kind of stuff. And there'd be peak times during the, I mean, this is with every industry, but peak times like, you know, during Christmas, there's always a rush of, of things. And uh, sometimes uh, one of her previous jobs, she would have to, or she'd be kind of, told to work overtime to uh, compensate for for the amount of work that was required in that busy period and that puts you definitely at a at a risk of of burning out um, if you're having to overwork yourself and exert yourself especially with let's say no reward um, in exchange as well uh, number five consider the this one's a bit philosophical consider the totality of your life do you have Burnout in some or two area areas spilling over into others. Two, do you see the potential for burnout to develop in an area in the future? And three, when you look at your burnout assessment, how does it look to you? Piece of cake, manageable, serious burnout potential. And again, there are no right or wrong answers um, when you kind of look at this to determine your burnout potential. Your assessment is uh, a map of your current situation so that you can easily get a high-level view of your current situation. And once you kind of have that assessment in hand, it might be useful to consider whether your burnout challenges are people challenges, time management challenges, or a need to, let's say, develop skills. Um, sometimes we, like we've mentioned before, you can lack a skill set that could make our life easier, save time, and reduce stress. What do you think of that list, Alex? Yeah, I mean, it. It. it's pretty... Uh pretty exhaustive um exhaustive not exhausting as in it covers a lot um and yeah i think it's it's the idea of because i want to ask you with all of this as well is because you and i are yeah we're we're pretty similar that's the the plane of existence that you and i get along on there are similarities but then you and i are also very different um mm. so i want to like i want to ask you like what is what's burnout to you have you ever burnt out where do you, from that list you've read, where do you predict the areas, if you haven't burnt out, where you will burn out? Because the entire time I've known you, I've never known like a different cost than what everyone's listening <laughs> to right now. Like you are the most consistent, you know, like it, it's just, it's like you're an inspiration in that sense to me. Like I, I have a, a WWKD bracelet, what would cost to do, you know, kind of thing. Um, because you're so level-headed, which is why you're perfect for like, you know, a management kind of thing or um, because you don't let that stuff get in the way. That's my hindrance is the emotional aspect, you know, mm. but that's I've what never you see at the surface, don't forget, you know, that's, 
Like, we all have our burnouts, you know? We all have been in those situations, for sure. So, have you burnt out? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah? Um, I'd say what I burnt out. Like, without I, getting into specifics, if you don't want to. No, I mean, uh, there's been many times where I've... Uh, I, I'm not... I don't think I'm one to, to... I don't deal with conflict very well. I'm someone that tries to mediate... Um, and kind of not get into situations where there's a lot of conflict. And there's been situations where, um, be it personal, be it uh, business or work, there's been situations where there has been a lot of conflict and that has uh, burnt me out, uh, you know, emotionally and mentally. Um, and, and you can tell it really bleeds into your physical uh, life as well with that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, there's been situations where... You know, I had a startup uh, a few years ago, many startups, um, but a few yeah. years ago I had one and it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of one of the situations where I'm usually comfortable with uh, uh, uncertainty. You kind of have to be when you're in a business and early stage and, and that. But I think it got to a point where it, you know, overwhelmed me um, and kind of burnt me out, you know, constantly having ambiguity and uncertainty. And that's something that as game developers and indie developers, you're, you're always dealing with uncertainty. You know, will the game work? Uh, is the game going to be successful? I'm putting in so many hours, I'm not getting paid and, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, the, the, there has to be, and like this article kind of mentions, if that's an area where you feel burnout will occur in the future maybe there's skills and things that you have to learn to try to uh, alleviate let's say ambiguity or alleviate um, uncertainty and become more certain and that might in turn help uh, help you to overcome that burnout or stress or anxiety as well um, because again if, if I was in that situation again and and I was feeling that kind of uncertainty and ambiguity I probably would have you know I've upskilled myself in that way where I probably from a business sense would have gone and done things to validate and to understand and to um, feel more certain with the business and with the technology that we were working on at the mo at the time um, to to reduce yeah the anxiety that comes with it and the the burnout that you know eventually happened um, after that so yeah I mean if I'm looking at this list now I would probably, yeah, look at things like, I think, person, personally, you know, when there's a lot of things that happen in your personal life and obviously at the moment, you know, getting married and all this kind of stuff, it kind of adds to it. Um, I love how he and, just throws that in. That's also a few months ago or well, last year. That's basically <laughs> how he said it to me as well of how he got engaged. Of just, yeah, getting married soon. I'm like, wow. This happened. <laughs> this just um, happened, this life-changing event. But I think I think that's the big one for me is kind of just balancing work and, and personal and hobbies as well, like the podcast and doing game jams and all this kind of stuff and being part of the community. I think a lot of that um, and managing time, which I'll, I'll go into after some tools that I use mm. personally to help me with my time management. Um, but it's always a constant. I think it's a constant struggle. Um, and yeah, all of that can eventually uh, turn into burnout. But yeah, what do you, what, what do you, how about yourself, Alex, if you're looking at this list, what are things that you might see yourself burning out on? Um, well, I don't have the list in front of me. Yeah, let I me think. get the list. Uh, 
Oh, wait a minute. I think this one is... Wait a minute. There's a lot of lists on this uh, page. You're burning me out, Costa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a... I just sent you a really bad link. Let me send you this one. Somethinghub.com. Life hack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah life hack. Um, I mean, look, I, well, while you find well, that, I'll say just this. Well, um, generally, yeah. Yeah, so there was something detail, that you mentioned... Yeah, no, no. Well, there was something in there that you mentioned kind of to go on before of what I was saying about the happiness stuff because um, that's really important to me. That's mm. that's my life life goal as everyone as it should be of everyone is trying to figure out what makes you happy, um, which, you know, sounds very easy, but it's actually very, very hard to find what makes you happy because for that, what you just said, right? You said indie game developers or game developers, you could burn out because, you know, you're not selling as many copies. To me... That says you need to figure out what your priorities are. Mm. And I say that in a very harsh, you need to figure this out because I think a lot of things when it comes to this sort of area of happiness and burnout or things like that, there's uh, sometimes the room for error that we Mm -hmm. give ourselves can sometimes, like, like you need to take stock, you need to take some kind of control over this otherwise you're just going to keep burning out like it can't just be up in the air so i would say you need to evaluate your priorities which is totally fine Mm. is your priority to sell a million copies of a game is it just Mm. to sell enough to keep your business going or is it just enough to make the game because for us you know if we had uh one listener on this if we had no listeners it's still fun to catch up with you and with that's Susie right. and John and that's why it's I do expe- it that's why I w- it's kind of the expectation what you're talking about expectation there. Yeah. yeah that is a lead to burnout of like mm, if you're it's a good point if you expect something that's way out of your control and if by not taking stock if you don't know that that's what makes you happy and you don't plan for that like just say we did this podcast and you know we don't put next to anything into marketing I like we'll make some social posts to say the episodes out but we're not burning out. We're not stressing because this is what we want to do. You know, mm. um, if we start introducing things like, oh, this is now our job. Um, we have to X amount of quota. We have to limit who we talk to because we need to get the people who bring in the big numbers. Like then it becomes a job and then it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be happy. And then we're going to burn out yeah, unless that's what you of, want. And that's totally unless fine. It's, that's right. And unless that's what you want. And, and and it, I think it kind of ties back to uh, this thing of knowing the assessment, knowing you know what your expectations are. If your expectations are more than what you currently have and you're unsatisfied, then putting you know learning skills or doing things to uh, either either lower your expectations or not lower them, but more realistic expectations or upskilling to try to get and improve you know get to the your intended uh, expectation or intended outcome i think that mm. definitely definitely helps and the next thing i'll kind of jump into which is on the opposite uh, or kind of the the follow up to this is nine steps to prevent burnout based on uh, this list and it kind of is one to one with sort so, sort of these you know some of these things. So I'll run through it. Um, number one is strengthen your body first, and this is I've heard this so many times. But improve your energy by getting you know great sleep, exercising, keeping hydrated, eating well, um, and you know detox your body as well because you know toxins and things can uh, be, you know build up and uh, cause 
cause health issues and you obviously you want to make sure that your health is is number one uh, when it comes to things and that's something that you know a lot of us forget um you know even when you got game jams that are 24 hours 48 hours straight people Mm. immediately think i'm going to stay up for the 48 hours and i'm going to just do everything and you know do it all in one go but uh you just you have to take a break and i know we've we've mentioned this on other pod on other episodes when we talk about game jams like the importance of sleep and the importance of you know good energy and just keeping keeping fit and uh, and that kind of stuff can help reduce anxiety and, and a bunch of things it, you know obviously has a lot of um, benefits the second is to learn to meditate to relieve stress and help you with emotional balance um, that's another one three make a list of all the areas you want to work on and set priorities for them and this is a this is something that we'll go into after with the tools that we talk about around prioritization and that kind of stuff uh for research again this isn't an exhaustive list but research on the internet about the issues you want to take on do not be afraid to tackle large issues like career choices and family problems five do not be afraid to cut back on commitments that are too draining your other commitments will benefit from your improved attention mm. six and that's something that i always struggle with i, I feel like i will take on too much i'll kind of be like cool that sounds like a good idea i'll do that i'll do that i'll do that and when you take on too much everything drops in quality yeah <laughs> you know whereas if you focus on one thing or just put your focus on one thing then you know uh yeah you, you get definitely get better outcomes six mm upgrade your skills to keep yourself uh functioning well and and it says here marketable i'm not sure about that word seven for the tasks you hate you have several options drop them if they are really unimportant break them up into small bite-sized work units so that you only have to do it for a short uh time delegate them or trade your undesired task with someone else's undesired task that's an interesting one, actually. Uh, eight, determine what is most important to you so that you can increase your time spent on your high-value activities and therefore increase your satisfaction. And that comes to what you were saying, Alex, around happiness, doing things that make you happy. And nine, treat burnout as a lifetime concern that you can eliminate but uh, by taking good care of your life. That's a good one, actually. It's kind of the importance of uh, burnout and keeping track and minding it uh, to to be able to understand, you know? Yeah. Mm. Have you found people who you see them on the brink of burnout and there is nothing you can say to that person that's going to make them snap out of it? Um, as in Being like... on the brink? Yeah, as in... Like, you know, you, you see someone you haven't seen in a while. You're like, you don't look so well or something like that. And there is, and you could spend, you know, you've gone to a party and you've seen this friend and you could spend an hour talking to them and they're like, yeah, you make some good points, make some good points. And then they're never, they're never going to change. They're going to keep trying to dig into concrete, you know, like. As in, have I run into people like that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And like, because I'm—it's a loaded question. Because guaranteed, you have. We're, we're developers. We've. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's that's a good sixty percent of, of the uh, the mass right kinda, there. You're talking about the attitude of like, well, that's what it is. It is how it is. Like, yeah, kind of. It's the idea it. of because I just know that by saying 
you know, do what makes you happy. I just know there's people who are going to be thinking like, we don't need to be happy. Like, that's not why we do yeah, this. It's yeah, not about yeah. being happy. And to those people, I say, turn the podcast off right now um, <laughs> because like there, there is no help. Like, or get help. Like, find some way of figuring that out yeah, because yeah. How, what is the lateral move of us, you know, living in, in the grass, eating fruit trees, whatever, mm. to uh, capitalism is a thing. We're all sitting mm. in offices made yeah, of yeah. wooden tables and, and all this stuff. What's the lateral move? Like, why does that suddenly mean we're now... You know, we all enrolled into this game of Monopoly and we're not allowed mm. to be happy anymore. Like, why can't mm, that's right. we still have the same amount of time to work with? Why don't we get to rig the system to work our way? Yeah, it's kind of like um, just letting it, it, it... I think it's too much. I think it's the mindset of either just letting it happen and, and accepting it's like, this is how it is and I can't change it versus mm. the mindset of like, okay, uh, well, I'm not having the best situation at work because of these reasons. I'm not, uh, you know, in the best physical condition. Like... Just looking at these things and being like, these are things that I can actively change. Different if it's something that's kind of it's out of your control. Like, I don't know, let's talk about, I don't know, the downturn of the economy and being like bummed about it. Like, mm. just control, do what you can do in, and that's in your control. Like, these are all things that are in your control. If, you know, if we're talking about sleep and upskilling and, um, you know, le learning to meditate to kind of keep your, you know... Um, help relax your mind and all these sorts of things. Like these are all things that are in your control. And at the end of the day, it's like we spoke about, it's kind of like how you perceive it. Um, mm. That, you know, sh burnout should not be, uh, I feel, based on external factors that you can't, that are out of your control. Should be things that, you know, you can control. If you can start to control things and, and feel more in control, um, then you can uh, definitely... Uh, help burnout and and we we spoke about like treating burnout as a lifetime concern that you can eliminate by taking good care of your life like that's a good point like what can you take good care of um and this is a constant thing you kind of have to look at you can't just say cool i'm going to do this one thing and i'm never going to burn out because everyone always can be in situations where they burn out um we also have some stuff from our listeners uh, specific to this um, advice that, that they have or things that they've come across uh, to avoid burnout. Um, from Emma was uh, a post here, not game dev specific, but I saw this post today and I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, so this is, I'm not sure where this post is from, but it says, some of you need to make your bed and have a shower with a soap that smells nice and then sit in a chair near the window and have tea with milk and read a hardcover book and see how your creative block is after that, uh, to be honest, TBH. I'm not saying that creative block isn't a real or difficult phenomenon. I'm saying creatives have a tendency to neglect themselves physically and emotionally in favor of manic bursts of productivity. A little softness and clean sheets and a bagel will go a long way. Make a playlist and light the fancy candle you've been saving for a special occasion. Life is a special occasion. Hell yeah. And Emma Hell said, yeah. remember to take care of your overall mental health kids, which I 100% agree with With this. It's, it, I think it's kind of what we said about or we spoke about around like creatives just neglecting their mm. physical and mental states because they're like, well, I need to make, I need to get this done. I need to, I need to be the best I can. I need to be so productive. 
but mm. just kind of appreciating the small things is i think is the is the key message here there's a there's a real race especially with game development because it's a technology thing and then especially with social media mm. of being like there there is no social media never you know unless it's for that particular reason it's not showing the work in progress it's showing mm. the end result and if you're scrolling through instagram you're seeing end result after end result after end result things that in the background took maybe two years three years two months it didn't get done in a day and that's all we see and that's going to make you go i'm not doing enough i'm not doing or enough. like it took three years with 300 developers or like took three years with 10 developers and you know you're looking at this as an indie yeah. developer and you're going how am i ever going to get there yeah. i need to get there now <laughs> yeah so the idea of being able to just stop like and yeah as, as i said have a coffee put on a candle sit down like the idea if that's if 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 the idea is you can't do that like if you can't live without something let's say like i can't stop working I, if i stop working i die something like that then you don't need to have it like try it mm. without it what see mm. what happens like tempt that see what happens it's kind of like breaking away and it, it, i i would kind of liken that to just meditating and, and taking a break and doing something completely out of or not working on it you know not thinking about it doing something else just mm. having that kind of work and life break balance more in check as i think like uh covid played a huge role in uh in I'm trying to think how to word this to not be like cause, you know a lot of bad came from covid a lot of people yeah. died a lot of people got sick and yeah. things like that but for a lot of people, it was like a forced stop. It's like your body getting sick of being like, you didn't stop. Okay, now you're going to stop. It was like the universe saying you didn't, st for, for certain people. Yeah, okay. enough, all right, just stop. Yeah. Like you need stop this. Stop traveling, you know, stop going, just stop. Yeah. But it's been too long probably <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it, yeah, it had some, not irreparable damage, but it's had some effects that, you know, we're still thing of. Uh, yeah, like a lot of agoraphobia developing and things mm. like that, um, where it comes back to then people need to take stock into what makes them happy and take some, what that kind is kind of getting to, it's saying in uh, that post, I believe, and I might be interpreting this wrong, but I feel like Ember's post is saying a bit of, um, like you need to start taking some kind of control in a nice yeah. way, as in saying, you need to take control over relaxing, but you need to take some kind of control. Mm. Yeah, that's right. There's another message here from Kathy as well. Um, so Kathy mentioned, not sure how valid my contribution is since I'm posting at 11 p.m., but I really think sleep is the basis for preventing burnout. Never use energy drinks. Number yeah. two, if your hand or wrist or neck starts aching. Re repeat that last bit again. Never use energy drinks. That one? Yes. <laughs> I'm 100% on board with that as long as that doesn't count coffee. <laughs> I need coffee. Yeah, yeah, okay. I I, but, I I don't have yeah. coffee past one p.m. Just yeah, can't. I will stop at, if if I have coffee past one p.m. It has to be decaf. Mm. What um, are you drinking it then for? I'm having tea. The taste? No, 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 no. I'm like, why would you like? I don't. As I, I now have the opportunity to talk to a decaf talker, a drinker. <laughs> it's a drink. It's, it's a it's the taste. It's the taste, and there are uh, so many nicer things you could drink, like a milkshake. No, I, I like coffee though. Yeah, but it's it's coffee's coffee. Anyway, 
It's back to Kathy's message. <laughs> Number two, if your handle, wrist, or neck starts aching, even the smallest bit, rearrange your desk to stop it in its tracks. Many of my friends in the office can only use their mouse with their non-dominant hand because they've soldiered on until they've damaged their hands. Mind you, they're a woman and normal mice are too big for our hands, so that's a factor. Number three, and having gone all grandma in my last two po posts, I really think if you're in the flow and making something you really love, keep at it, keep making it. You'll feel worse if you stop. That's an interesting mm. point. It's kind of... And that... Yeah. Mm. Are you gone? Go on. There you go. No. <laughs> I was going to say, no, it's... um To me, that reads as... Because I, I would say that's correct as well. I, a favourite thing I love, which is uh, a line from a Hendrix song, is a rolling stone gathers no moss, which is incredibly toxic to the wrong people. Right, and I think that's a, a how we started this talking about burnout is people's thresholds and what causes burnout is different for everyone. You know, I'm someone who likes to work a lot, and if I don't, if I'm not working, I get depressed. And I will have someone who's you know not a doctor tell me I can't do that. That's not good for me because it's not good for them. Mm. You know, like who are they to say that? Just as much as I'm, who am I to say to them you need to work more? Something like that. Like it, mm. it's how. You interpret it like how, how right. knowing your body taking stock and unique to everyone. That's right. It's, it's unique, yeah. And it's and keeping. There's so much. Yeah. Huh? I was gonna say it's kind of you. You were spot on. It's like keeping track of your own body and your own mental state to understand when you are at your limit and when you're comfortable and what that is like. And I kind of feel yeah. like you have to go through it to know. You, everyone has, you know, like we were both saying, we both went to the point where we had a, had some kind of burnout, and we mm. know that what what the what the extreme is, and what took us and got us to that point. Yeah, like there's a lot of posts coming out at the well, I'd say at the moment. I'm just seeing a lot at the moment. It's on like LinkedIn and stuff like that. Of like, um, they're saying let's stop encouraging. Um, I, don't, I don't remember what what the word they use not like hustle. burnout culture like yeah like hustle culture and stuff like that mm. i think there's a toxicity to it but you could you could apply that to anything you know there's also a toxicity to um uh accounts that post nothing but fitness right Probably people have complained about that because they go it's unattainable it's unreachable and damn right it's unattainable and unachievable because that's their job it, it worked for them because that's their job they've made their whole thing that's right. being about that when does the onerous come on the viewer to go that's cool that someone can do that. I don't want to do that. Like, well, that, why is it yeah. that they're burning themselves out? And I know if I put myself in that position, I would burn out so no one gets to do it. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the approach I take is just like, if you know that that's harmful to your perception of, of things, like, for example, you're talking about the one with the, the fitness or even just social media in general, if that's kind of causing an issue for you to manage your time and that kind of stuff, I will put like... Personally, I'll put things in place so that I see less of that, so I mm. don't expose myself to as much, and yeah. I don't, I don't. It doesn't trickle into my kind of subconscious. Um, but we'll we'll go over some tools as well. Uh, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. I don't, I don't know. We're kind of running short on time here, but um, what are some tools that we can use to a? Uh, we've talked about techniques. We've talked about techniques to kind of. Uh, you know, help us uh, manage and 
manage our burnout, understand, identify, and then kind of help help with that. Uh, what are some tools that we use, whether it's software or whether it's kind of techniques um, to manage time? So, if, on, I mean, I'll go first, but on a personal note, actually, no, you know what? We'll go with Adrian. So Adrian posted as well. Uh, I love to use Impo. Trello to plan out. It's Impo. Impo. Adrian yeah. Impo. Hello, Adrian. <laughs> um, he said... I love to use Trello to plan out tasks for my games, especially since it, mm. since it helps if I take an extended break like now, I know exactly where to start again. I've made myself a template board with some lists and color-coded labels I use across all projects. It helps me manage time across tasks and it's also very easy to set up for every project I start and in brackets and eventually abandon lol. I'm not sure if <laughs> my solution to burnout is appropriate for others since... I gamed it as a hobby alongside my full-time programming job, but I combat it by taking breaks and balancing how much I developed based on how heavy my nine-to-five workload is. I haven't done any game dev lately since my job has been particularly hands-on this month, and the last thing I want to do is come home to more programming, but I'm okay with that. I've spent the time doing other things instead and starting to get the creative itch back, so I know I'll be back at it again soon. It's a balancing act for me, and I don't know, I don't feel bad about the pause because I know I am progressing other things in my life during the break. That's a really good, really, really good yeah. post. It's kind of that self-awareness of knowing what the limit is um, and balancing, you know, knowing that Adrian has a, a heavy workload nine to five on certain times of the year or of the month or of the week and then take, making the decision to not overwork after um doing game dev as a hobby i think that's really powerful just to understand that and yeah yeah. it sounds like he's someone who's taken stock you know he's evaluated what's important in his life Mm. um and he's he's working through that and i'm on social media you know and (laughs) not to expose him uh but he he does you know he lives a full life he's he's got you know he's one of the ones i'm like i see the photos and i'm like ah he's doing cool stuff i want to do cool stuff you know yeah like he knows and, what makes him happy. And it seems like even, you know, from, from a point of view of like software, using Trello to plan ta- tasks out and stuff and help prioritize, I think that's also an important thing. Yeah. And that's what I was going to add from from uh, from my perspective as well. But I'll, I'll, I'll add Sean's as well because it's kind of in the same vein. Um, mm. Sean mentioned keep a backlog of fun little tasks that might not feel super productive, but add something nice to your project and save them for a rainy day when you feel like you don't want to work on the project. Oftentimes, the burnout starts to hit when you're buried in long-term structural or content-related work, so that context shift onto small and fun stuff can help a lot. From an organizational point of view, it's really important that the organization caters to the waxing and waning of motivation and let staff cycle to new projects or take some time either totally off or on less demanding work or personal development. Yeah. Yeah. And again, so he's saying, like, yeah, kind of mentioned that backlog and uh, yeah, switching, context switching to, to, to assist with if you start to get bored in a certain mm. environment. Yeah, and, and uh, I like the one about the working in a workplace that, you know, facilitates the idea of burnout and mm. how to manage that. Like mm. something you'd have always said uh, on the podcast a lot is that how game development is in a creative field and it's in a it's a job like no other in whatever aspect you do of it because uh 
you know, you go, you, you, you can work, spend your day job working on a game and then you go home and for fun, you'll either build a game or you'll play a game. Remember we were saying like, I don't know, years yeah. ago, like you can't do that if you're a project manager and you were like, yeah, go home and whip out a Kanban with your friends or something like that. Like play game dev tycoon. That's what I play game. I love de- that game. Yeah. 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 Um, so ha- ha- having an employer that respects the idea that, um, this isn't a job like many others, that this mm. is more people's lives in a good way, not saying game development needs to be your life, but a- a- any kind of creative job is going to impact your own personal life because it is a part of our personal life, right? So their responsibility as an employer isn't just, you know, I have employees nine to five and that's it. It's like, no, I have a, I have a hot plate of I need to move these pots around or things are going to yeah. start burning or you know they it's creative so you know what goes on through their mind is probably a lot more let's say volatile than a accountant or something mm, because mm, you're mm. harnessing that creative energy i need to respect that how do i respect that like you can't be an employer of an accounting firm and then be like i'm going to open up a game studio and run it the same way yeah that's right it's kind of the yeah that balance and like the the I think it's the the freedom and the flexibility of being able to just like Sean said like go to different projects or like spend time elsewhere as opposed to just kind of doing the one thing constantly mm. um, and yeah and again on a personal note the the tools that I like to use um, just like Adrian I love to use Trello for my day to day just to figure out what I have to do next so I just throw up this is a for my work at Alluvium I throw up all of the work that I have to do. Because I work across a bunch of products, um, a bunch of games, like web products and games as, as uh, you know, designing, I, I have tasks that are thrown to me on Jira, but also thrown to me like in a Discord chat. So I need a way to just kind of collate them into one area um, and then prioritize what needs to be done uh, today. And then also uh, in future, if I have a, because I always have a con- like a backlog of at least like 20 tasks that I haven't done. So um, I... You know, some less important than others. Um, I'll kind of structure my backlog so that I know that what's most important if I do get time to, uh, you know, be less reactive and me be more proactive to, to what to work on next. So that's what I do every morning after I make my coffee. I sit down, I look at my Trello board and decide what I need to do, catch up on the messages. And that helps me how to... Far, how far yeah. does your Trello board go? Does it just stay work or do you use it for life as well? No, I use my Trello just for just for work. Um, for work. I, you know, at the for the podcast here, we use Basecamp. I love Basecamp. <laughs> that's another tool, mm-hmm. um, and that's and that's uh, because I just want to keep track of all the podcasts that are happening, the ones that we're f- recording now. Um, we also use it for Cafe Booleans to look at. Uh, you know, collate thoughts and posts and news articles together for every episode. And these are all little things that you'd think like, oh, we can just do that in a messenger chat or we can just do that. And, but but it, I know that what it's like when you just lose track of things and you end up spending more time to find things. So just having everything in one area, whether it's say Trello or a tool like Basecamp, Basecamp um, it helps a lot to reduce the stress and kind of manage time and expectations um, as we're, 
you know, working on it. Because for us, with, with, the, with the podcast, we have a bit of a flow now where, you know, we kind of research, we um, for, say for Cafe Bullions, we find articles or for Live Bullions, we find guests, we do it, you know, and just running through that process um, and having that process documented somewhere so we know the steps and everything that needs to be involved definitely helps. And we've just got Calendly now as well, which helps us to mm-hmm. schedule guests across like, all these time zones and, you know, just reduce the amount of back and forth that we do. So, you know, all these little tools here and there help us um, manage time. Another thing that I like to do is I I just dump everything that I have in my brain somewhere. Um, as soon as I have a thought, I just try not to like dwell or, you know, dwell on it or keep it in my brain. I just like dump it somewhere, whether it's notes, whether it's a reminder, I'll set a reminder on my or my phone, uh, I'll, any event that happens, I'll always put it on like a calendar. So I know, like I live by, <laughs> I live by my calendar. I, I'm really bad with remembering things. So for me, it's just getting everything out of my brain and onto paper so that I don't have to kind of hold on to it. And I've, I've read somewhere, don't, don't quote me on this, but I've read somewhere that there, th- that is a technique to, um, let's say reduce the amount of things that are in your mind or the amount of uh, that kind of stop thinking about so much and not, you know, having your mind so fragmented. Mm. Um, Another thing, I avoid looking at my phone once I've started working and I try to tuck it away somewhere where I can't access it. Uh, I enable work mode on my devices so I don't receive certain notifications during the day when I'm trying to work so I don't get distracted as much. Um, even down to my sleep, I, I use an app called Rise that helps me track my sleep and just know when my when I, based on my sleeping patterns, will have energy dips and peaks. And I really, you know, want to prioritize when I do work and when I do creative work as well, just like scheduling that around those times. Um, and then the other thing that we kind of mentioned earlier, which I mentioned around... Um, social media and stuff I, I, I use I set up limits on social media and uh, on apps and, and things like YouTube so I don't I always break these limits but you know as much friction as I as I can put up between me and like YouTube you know the black hole of YouTube of just going down like you know watching the next video and the next video and all this kind of stuff so I use Ugh. it's bad the, so the I inventor use, of YouTube shorts <laughs> I don't know whether to kiss them or kill them. <laughs> so I, I use I use a, a plugin called Tweaks for Twitter as well, which just cuts down on little things like ads and uh, other things like prompts to you know throw you down some Twitter rabbit hole. Um, and YouTube, I use something called what is it called? I think it's Unhook, <laughs> which is an interesting one. Um, and it and it literally, if I go to my YouTube page right now my YouTube homepage, mm. it's just blank. I have to search mm. something to find it or I have to, uh, I can only look at things that I've subscribed to. So I won't go to the YouTube kind of um, main page and, you know, go down this rabbit hole of like things that I could look at or, and that kind of stuff. And I don't think I see suggested videos after videos. Just that was an issue for me. So I took note and I, um, made a change and use this plugin and it helps helps a lot now so yeah for me that all of these sorts of things i think help me manage my time better reduce uh procrastination i'd say mm. and 
also helped me to, yeah, to to stay focused. And and I think staying focused for me reduces my burnout um, as well, and stays helps me stay on top of my tasks. So were these tools introduced to you because you noticed a problem, or is it more preventative? Uh, no, I noticed problems. Like, you know, I got I used to go down these YouTube rabbit holes, and I was like, I can't do this because it wastes time. It's not productive. It's also not not just productive, but like, um, you know, because I still visit YouTube, I still look at things, but it's just, I think it was that thing of going there looking for something and not knowing, like, end up there on th- you know for three hours or whatever. So for me, that was something that I needed to like fix, and I, I still go to YouTube when I want to look at things, and I, I go there pretty frequently, but I just don't get lost. Like I go there with an intention of knowing where I, what I want to kind of look at or you know what i want to see um mm. so yeah that it, mostly because of things that i've noticed uh, and obviously with with the podcast like when we were spinning it up like i was like this is you know it'll take time to try to uh to try to manage this through like a messenger chat so if, you know it was a no-brainer to use a tool like Basecamp, and even with mm. calendly now that we're using it um yeah, no brainer because <laughs> remember the back and forth of trying to organize times across time zones and all this kind of, we're just like, mm. just send them a link and, and we'll get our guests to schedule through there. It just makes it a whole lot easier. Um, and Trello mm. as well, like I was finding it difficult. I was using, I think, reminders in my on my Mac to try to uh, track tasks down for, for Illuvium. And I was like, no, nah, I need something that's just like a board. I can visualize everything, drag it across when I know what I'm working on. Um, yeah. but yeah, and, and burnout, I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts and how do you avoid burnout and how do you track your stuff for, for work as well? Um, so I used to be like, cause you're, the things that you listed are, you're very methodical. It sounds like, you know, with like your time, like even down to your sleep, you're tracking your sleep, you know, like, so, you know, you now have it down to a science of, you said with your sleep, like when you're like, like basically yeah, you're tracking your sleep so you can know when you're going to be productive and things like that, which is amazing. Like, um, if that works for you, you know, that's, that's so good. I, I had a hot, I had a Fitbit for like a hot minute because I don't sleep. So I wanted to, um, see how much, uh, if I was getting the, the seven hours and I never throughout 2021 didn't once hit seven hours and it used to yell at me that I don't sleep enough. So I got rid of the Fitbit instead of changing my habits. Um, but it wasn't causing me any harm to not have seven hours sleep a night. So I didn't need it. Um, I found, so I used to do the same, right? I used to have a bunch of tools. Um, Trello, a big one that I like is this other one called Todoist, which is like Trello, not as fun, but it still has the card system and things like that. Um, but the ability to set up recurring tasks, a bit bit of automation. Mm. Um, uh, that worked really well until I flew too close to the sun with it and started tracking way too much. Yeah, yeah, and that's then, right. yeah, like I see it as like you're putting those like wooden beams down in front of a train, right? Using Trello and all those things. And like the idea is, I mean, the idea is the, the the beams are put down before the train's running, but let's just yeah. say we live in a Looney Tunes cartoon and you need to build the train track as it's moving. <laughs> Agile development, right? So a good Trello board is probably your, you, you can't even see the train in sight, you know? Um, micromanagement is you're putting the beams down right in front of the train and the second you slip under that train, like 
you're screwed. Like, so do you feel like you were over, over putting too much into the task management and that kind of? You were trying to track too much. Yeah, and that can lead to a burnout because suddenly you know you've got these recurring tasks you've set up and mm. you don't live up to them anymore That's because right. you couldn't keep track of it. And every day you get a reminder on your phone at like midnight because you should have done this. You yeah. should have done this. Yeah. Do you know I have a reminder in my phone to eat a piece of fruit every day. I don't do it, <laughs> but eleven thirty every night it says eat a fruit and eat a vegetable. Um, otherwise, I just won't do it. <laughs> it's like you, you're like you, your phone's just tormenting you. Like do it do this yeah 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 yeah. and i can't remember which app i set it up with but it's tied to my gmail so every day i get this reminder they're gonna figure (laughs) figure it out um see that 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 stresses me out if i had something like that where it was recurring like every day like because i've definitely done i've tried to do things like that where it's like every day like you get a notification hey work out hey do this hey do that i think you're right like that ends up burning you out uh and and kind of makes you you know what's the word like your phone is dictating what you do and not dictating what you do it's you're in like you're the you're the I can't explain it but like you're the servant to your phone do you know what I mean? your phone's like do this yeah. and then do that and then do this and you kind of like feel bad when you don't do it whereas yeah, if yeah, you yeah. if you use it to your advantage you're you're looking at it from the perspective of cool this tool is here to help me prioritize like in you know Mm. game development or um when you're working on a project software project you're kind of like here's everything that needs to be done let's break it down let's use this board as a tool to funnel ideas through and then uh, at the end of it have a nice list a nice prioritized list of things that we want to work on or things that we we want to do just like it's a tool it's essentially a tool not being you know and you're not tied to it or you're not tied down by it yeah Burdened and the second that you, yeah and if you don't follow your own rules and um you know the the you know eat a piece of fruit let's say right just say you don't do that now you know what it feels like on the other side yeah. and suddenly there's no urgency left anymore to do it because that entire time you were staying in front of the train and now yeah. you've gone under it and you're like well I'm never yes. getting in front of that train again. What's the, yeah, what's the point? This isn't as bad as I thought it was. It's a neg- it whatever. actually ends up having a negative effect. The the re- the reverse effect. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I I got rid of everything. I use Trello um, project based as in like um, I have a lot of projects running on at a time. Uh, I'm good at keeping things in my head as well to, to track it. But the, the Projects I'll track to a T, right? I'll yep. track conversations I had and things like that so I know what's going on. Um, but uh, I just found the way that my brain works, I don't work really well with with a, with a like structure. Yeah, that's um, right. I, Constraints. Like, yeah. Like I need some kind of like... It, and forever I thought I, I would need some kind of structure and it's only like, you know, within the last year or so that... I've realized what works for me and mm. that I put a lot of trust in, in my brain and um, remembering things, still writing them down, but but definitely listen. And also within this year, uh, you know, I had a very transformative last year. So mm. this year learning, you know, trying to figure myself out again and, and things like that, putting more faith in myself, knowing what I want. I've gotten rid of a lot of these tools and I've just learned to, to trust myself um 
but I can only do that for a lot of self-reflection and a lot of having set up all the tools in the past. Like I, I, <coughs> excuse me. I don't speak with the confidence of saying, oh, I just trust myself because I don't want to do it or something. It's because I've mm. done the opposite and it worked for a bit until it didn't work. And um, it not working wasn't worth it, basically. Like it was it was worth it for me to put more faith in myself and, and yeah. just listen to myself. And if, if I don't want to do something now, I just don't do it, you know, That's unless right. it's a responsibility. If I have a responsibility to someone else, then I will do it. But if it's something for me, I just won't do it. It's however I'm feeling because I'm, I'm very much a proponent of, you know, as I said before, we came into this the same way. We're going to leave this the same way. Mm. Like, don't add these external pressures if you don't need yeah. to. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, everyone has their own unique way. Everyone deals with things separately and differently. Um, Do you have any mantras? You've, I think you've asked me this before, but I don't, I don't, have. I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a mantra I live by or anything like that. But yeah. I know you, you mentioned you had one that a friend told you that you really liked. Yeah. I can't remember what it was though. I've got multiple. Um, and I find that people who go through some kind of trauma or some kind of hard, hard situation, excuse me, they develop some kind of mantra or they learn something along the way that you can distill down into a simple mm. one-liner, right? And mm. it's not to trivialize their problems. But, you know, if you can gather as many of those to th just to make sense of everything, right? Just to keep this machine running, to make sense of all of this. You know, so the one that I would have told you that a friend told me is, um, well, there's a bunch. There's uh, just show up. That's you the know, one, like, just show up. Just show up in whatever capacity you can. You know, it's, Trello is just showing up, right? That list, you know? There's just show up. There's... Um, Am I doing something about it? Uh, if mm. so, then don't re then relax. If not, then do something about it. Which you know, it sounds pretty simple, but actually do that. Um, <clears throat> one that I love uh, that's really helped me, um, especially post COVID world and all these kind of things, is um, I trust the process of the universe, even when and especially when it doesn't go to plan. Mm. Which it's is kind of being, being, being. It's like the other one. If something is, if something will go, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. Mm. And you have to expect yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I don't know yeah. what that's called, but yeah. Murphy's law. Murphy's well, it's anything law? that. I th well, Murphy's law, I think, is uh, if anything can happen, it will happen or something. If it can happen, it will, something like that. Something but like then that, it gets, yeah. then it got turned into if it can go wrong, it will go wrong or something like that. Mm. That could be wrong as well. But those things help me, you know, and that's just the way that my brain works is mm. i like these little checkpoints um of you know they're canaries in the coal mine basically they're people who have come before and they've gone this is how i navigated this part mm. um this is how you can navigate this part it kind of lets you sk like skip the queue on bad situations like learning mm. from other people's mistakes some mistakes you have to make yourself as well so some yeah. burnout you have to experience um you know you have to you have to appreciate how deep the pool goes to really appreciate the surface. That's right. That's right. <laughs> In case you haven't picked up, I'm very uh, very philosophical. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, on that note, I'd say that it's about time, isn't it? For it's us about to wrap. Time. That's, before we uh, burn out. It's yeah, before we burn out. No, it's been a good chat. Um, 
I've really enjoyed hearing everyone's uh, thoughts. Thank you, everyone, and all the listeners for sharing your thoughts. Uh, hopefully, this has helped to frame burnout and and learn about mm. the different tools. We'd love to hear more if you've got any more feedback or comments uh, or any other topics you'd like us to explore in the future as well. Please let us know. Mm. Um, and yeah, we'll leave it on that. Yeah, Alex, keep the any, conversation going. If you uh, if, yeah, if this has inspired you in any way to you know reach out or talk about burnout or you know um if you have tools to help you cope reach out on our linkedin on twitter in the agd discord wherever mm. you can let's keep the conversation going and we'll we'll revisit it yeah because it's a huge topic for for game developers and, and i think specifically for game developers in such a creative field everyone everyone experiences it i don't think i've ever come across a game developer that hasn't so um yeah i think especially if you're working in a tech thing where everything either works or it doesn't work like computers don't experience burnout on their own like it's some external factor like you put you loaded too many games up or you did like an external factor will cause but a computer will work it'll either work or it won't work it's binary if it works it doesn't work and i think if you're used to working in that system in a binary system and you have something as unpredictable and organic as the human brain and the soul and energy and you try and introduce that into that world there's a lot of confusion of being like why doesn't why doesn't why, why doesn't my brain work you know mm. why am i burning out i shouldn't be burning out stuff like that so i think it's it's hard to start having that conversation for a lot of people so yeah so yeah starting is the is the first step having that conversation all right i hope everyone has a wonderful morning afternoon or night depending on when you're listening yeah Preferably not night if you're not burning out. Or maybe it is night, you know? Maybe this is, maybe our, you work this night is how shift. they switch off, yeah. Yeah, All yeah. Right. You have Alex and Costa on the night shift. <laughs> and on that note, have a good one. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>